0: Working out has become, because I have you know, a shoulder injury, that I don't want to go get, have surgery. So Ben and I get together three days out of the week. Well, well be
1: honest. Come on. <laughs> hey, okay, I dropped the, the, the ball last the week. The premise how of this many? show is real and transparent, <laughs> no, guys. I, one time.
0: by <laughs> Tyler Klutz. We guys, we all had this weakness, and it's been a part of my life. And I can speak personally for me; it's been a part of my life uh, since day one. Is is overcoming that 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 part where you just wake up sometimes, or even just during the day when there's something that you know that task that you have to get done, get to, and you just have that I don't feel like doing it mm-hmm. attitude. So I'm gonna throw it on out there. You guys, open me up and, and let's start talking about.
1: Yeah, it. Yeah, I think uh, you know this this concept and. For you, and and I'm going to use you as an example. Uh, this idea of like I just don't feel like doing the extra things right like I want certain things like I see memes all over the internet right like I want the money I just don't want a job right right like <laughs> yeah. I, all these things that like you've got to push yourself beyond that level of comfort to get what your goal is and so often in everybody I think in human nature it's wired into in that lazy gene and I, and I say lazy and I don't I'm not calling people lazy because yes, you are. I'm calling myself lazy yeah, you are calling everybody mm-hmm. lazy. Yeah, well, Which we all are especially yeah. ben he's probably Probably the laziest one at this table. I'm a recovering <laughs> laser <homic. laughs> But, right, like, and for you, like, the best at your sport, right? Like, the 1% of the 1% of the 1%, right? It takes a level of dedication, it takes a, a level of commitment that is so far beyond so many other things. And that's something that, that we've talked about in the past. Like, we still have to overcome that. Yeah. And I think, like, the number one question that I want to pose at the very beginning of this, of this topic is, what is the why that drives you to not listen to that voice in your head that says, I don't want to do it? Because ultimately, I think that's what what it's going to come back to is what's your why? We talked about this uh, in, in a previous episode uh, about okay, your why needs to be stronger than all the reasons that you don't do it. Right. And so for you, talk us through as you're going through your journey. You know. Being raised in Phoenix, you know, having, you know, a, a family uh, financial situation growing up, right, and, and overcoming poverty and overcoming odds of, of your neighborhood and pushing through and not listening to all the voices in your head that say, man, Derek, just, just do what everybody else is doing. You know, yeah. go, go be a gangbanger. Go be this. Like, why did you you know, push through and not listen to that voice like I don't feel like it.
0: I think the, whole, the the reason why I felt that way coming up was, you know, that I went out and did the little things when it was 115 degrees in heat in, in Phoenix, Arizona, and I went out and ran and did those little things is based on fear. Mm. I mean, fear of not being successful. I didn't want to live in the projects mm. or in the inner city all my life. There was there – was, to me, there was so much more – to life than just the status quo. So for me, it was fear. I, 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 my, my whole life has been, even today. The reason why I get my ass up and go is because of the fear of, of not being able to accomplish the things I want to accomplish in life.
2: And, and go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I say I, I get that. You know, growing up, you had a very tangible fear, fear of you know getting out the situation that you were. But now, it you know when. The outsider looks at your life and thinks, "Oh, he's got it all figured out. He's got everything you ever want." No. What is the fear driving you now?
0: It's the same thing. Failure. I'm, I'm afraid to fail, and we, you know, guys, we played a game, and I, I can talk for every defensive back out there that, that played the defensive back position. What motivates you as a defensive back? It's the fear of giving up the big play. Hmm. It's the fear of dun 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 dun, and you're chasing someone on ESPN.
1: By that, the way, by the way. I'm uh, good, huh? good friend. That was, that that was, was, was good. Really good. I feel like you've heard that a couple times. You, uh, j- To that point, one of my good friends back in Fresno, Fresno State alumni, I'm not going to say his name, I'm not going to put say him on blast. Name. But he was on He's the scared. other end of the phrase getting mossed. Oh was oh yeah DB in Chicago Oh no way. Oh, he man. was yes. the original Yes Yes Wow So so I mean the fear is but real that, But
0: it's real man and I, and that's the what drove me every day to get up early in the morning to go to work be the first one in to get the weights going to to watch as much film as I could was based on the fear of letting myself down the embarrassment and, and all those little things that come with it, man. But I, I think that that spanned it way. That, when I was a kid, I had this feeling. And I think that's what motive, has motivated me all these years.
2: Do you mm-hmm. think that this is something that we've talked about this before? Do you think for you, it's always come natural, sounds like. But for other people, can they learn something like this? Can they learn to overcome this?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I mean, listen, I don't have all the answers, but I, I look at things as milestones. Like if you really want something. Like, you really, really want it, whatever it is. If it's if it's a better relationship with God, mm. then get your butt up early in the morning, get on your knees, stand in, sit in a quiet closet by yourself and do your thing. That's I mean, if, that, if you really want it, if you really want money, find a way – if it's money that, that interests you, then you have to be so selfish and so self-centered to go do what you want to do. And I don't think – I don't have a problem with people that have goals and they set their goals and they're so selfish in doing so because that's who they are. Mm -hmm. And if they got a goal that's in front of them, I was the same way. I had a goal in front of me and there were a lot of casualties because of it. Mm -hmm. I lost a a lot of friends. People didn't like me. I had haters come. All you care about is success and this and that. That was my goal. It was my goal, and I was going to do whatever it took to achieve that goal. So for anyone that's out there listening right now, I think we all – you have to have – look, it, with, with greatness comes disruption. everythings You, you have to be disruptive. Mm-hmm. If you want something great or you want to achieve something, you have to go above and beyond. I know it's a cliche, but it's so true, man. You cannot stay status quo. Mm-hmm. So okay,
1: so football like you had to you had fear of not getting beat, fear of becoming the greatest, right? Like the, the the desire to be great. But now in the second phase, right, the second phase of your life, and there's there's so many facets we can talk about. And I think like you know some of the biggest topics that you know me now being part of the, just the general public, right, a civilian, you right. know, we, yeah. is, <laughs> is peasant, like okay, if you will, right, right, and, and and so like some of the things that the common things are fitness, right, yeah. and health. Uh, money uh family and then maybe faith in your spiritual journey right like this whole idea of wellness but like those are things now that are, you have a different approach to right because you don't have to you know maintain your 4 six nine, right four46 <laughs> Four, seven? Four, six. That's nine. blasphemous saying that to me. <laughs> but, but you don't have to maintain that. Right. So, yeah. so what is your, like you get up in the morning and I know you guys work out together yeah. early, early in the morning. Like, what is that? Like, I mean, here, let's be real. Like, do you have that? Like when you wake up in the morning, oh. is there ever the like, man, man, I just, I'm tired. I don't want to feel it. Like, because, because I think that's what Everybody thinks that, like, these guys that have arrived, like, they just have a different level. I can't achieve that. Like, hell no. Like, we all struggle with that. Like, that's a real deal. And whoever says that they don't on all these Instagram posts and these online coaches and all this, that, like, bull crap. Like, Tony Robbins in the morning is like, do I want to get up and go do this? I really want to do this. Do I really want to do this? You know what?
0: I'm going to go first, and then we're going to go around this table. All right. We're gonna go around this table, okay? So, working out has become because I have you know a shoulder injury that I don't want to go get have surgery. So Ben and I get together three days out of the week. Well,
2: Well, be honest. Come
0: on. (laughs) Hey, okay, I days. dropped the ball. The I dropped the ball last the week. The premise how of this show months? is
1: real and transparent. <laughs> no, guys.
0: I, one time. All right, I, I tapped out one time. What? But it's the reality of, of. Can I finish the story? Go ahead. This is the reality of. i, all thought, right. I thought okay. we were trying to be honest. We are trying to yeah. be honest. I tapped out once. Okay, twice. <laughs>
2: Twice, two times. Maybe oh, okay. we've right. worked out twice. Come on, no, yeah, right.
0: You're right. Just go to your handle. Yeah. just go to Gibbs Fitness at. That's it. true. Yeah, thank you. And hey, you'll follow see how,
2: me at Gibbs Fitness. Yeah, you see how many times yep. I'm there. I'm there killing. It. Anyway,
0: I'm destroying your workouts. By the way, well, it's like yum good, yum. Continue anyway. The story. So I am. Um, <laughs> I'm in the morning. I get up. I roll out of bed, and the first thing. I do is I go to you know, you go in and you go to the to the to the restroom and I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And the first thing I do is I put my shoes on, Hmm. not my sliders, not my nothing, no shorts, no nothing. I put my shoes on. So hold on. How do you get? How do you get no, your compression shirt no, 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 over follow, your shoes? Follow me on this now, right? <laughs> and I do it for one small reason. I do it for one reason because I am such a coward, and I, because the part of me mm. that looks in that mirror says, "Go get back into bed." Mm. Ben's coming at four forty-five a.m. At four fifteen, I gotta get up. I'm up at four fifteen. I got to figure out a way to convince myself not to go back in the bed. And the way I do it is I put my shoes on hmm. and then I put – and it's hard, dude. I promise you. I trick myself. I got Then I got to do the compression shorts yep. and the whole nine and I get dressed and brush my teeth and get going. But the coward in me is so alive. Like it's there, man. And, and, it's, and it's a part of it. And I think I'm not the only one that has to do it, but through this whole process – my fear is that I'm going to let Ben down because I know he's coming, mm-hmm. and we all know this dude. He's type A. He's going to yeah. show up on time. And drag <laughs> and he's us to do and he's whatever. Forty minutes to get to you, by and the way. he's going to talk shit if, I, <laughs> if I'm not ready to go. Right? Yeah. So you know it. That's the fear that I have is I can't let him down. Yeah. He's coming. He's driving from 30 minutes away. He's coming, and I know he's coming. So. That's how I trick myself to get up. So, when people to say, sit there and go, Man, you work out and you do all this. Dude, I, I got so many, so many things that I, gotta, I have to overcome on a daily basis. So many things that I got. You, you got, I have to truly motivate myself to get going. So, I went first.
1: Your turn, Tyler. Yeah. What is it? How do you overcome? So, so I, along the same lines uh, on the fitness side, uh, and you mentioned like having the accountability of someone, uh, but I had—I mean, literally gr- growing up, I loved working out, and in my background, and like being a wrestler, wrestler, wrestling, like for me, that was like working out was so much easier than the actual sport, right? So I enjoyed that aspect of it. And then as I'm playing, I'm like, man, I can't wait for ball to be over so I can like just work out to enjoy it. And it's not just for, you know, being more explosive and, and you know, getting a better shuttle time and, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And and I and I got to that point where I transitioned out of football and it was really hard for me. It was because I didn't have that locker room relying on me to be there and be at my best. And I didn't have a job on the line if I didn't perform and physically I wasn't able to do it that there was consequences if I didn't show up every day. And so for me, like the fitness aspect, so like transparency, I'm, I'm probably 20 pounds Heavier than I really should be right now, mm. and it's something that I I swore I would never get to this point. And and here's a story like it, with uh, my family has struggled with weight, like my my side. So so my dad had the gastric bypass surgery, um, and and my grandpa, my uncle, I mean they've all had it right, mm-hmm. and then my siblings have had it. And it's one of those things, and I didn't have any empathy for them at all when I was playing. So, what was the mindset? What would you say to them? When, when well, so here's that the thing: was is what? like there's either a back issue or a knee issue, and it was like this, and it's like, and and I'm like really kind of naive to the fact that like, okay, there's a there's a real life outside of where I'm at right now. Because like, I, I get paid to work out. Right. I get paid well to work out. It's really easy to get motivated when that's all you got to do, right? right? And so uh, there was no empathy for them. And like, well, your back hurts, we'll get your core stronger, lose some weight. If you're not lugging around the weight, like you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Or your knees hurt and you can't run, we'll start walking, like lose the weight, then you can actually do it. And there was no empathy on my part. And, and I got to this and it's hard, like, to be honest, really, that 445 wake-up, yeah. for me, is hard. It really is. And I've put on weight. And what I've found is, like, there's not any goal on the other side. Because here's the thing. is like, if I if I stay at the weight that I'm at right now, is it going to cost me a deal in real estate? Right. No. No, at all. It, yeah. it, it, am, I, am I not going to go on a date with my wife that next week? No. She's not going to treat me any different. Now, hey, she may may not sneak into the shower more (laughs) as often. But but there's there's very little consequences for me not to do that. That was my mindset probably until just a couple months ago to where I'm at work, and I'm just like, man, I'm – I'm realizing I'm not as productive as I could be. I can't focus as well because my diet's not where it needs to be, my you know, my consistency in the gym. Like, I go to the gym. I work out in, in Frisco, Texas at Cowboys Fit. Mm-hmm. If, if anybody is listening, just look up Cowboys Fit. It's a phenomenal deal that yes, Jerry partnered is. with 24-Hour Fitness as far as a gym goes. I mean, every resource that I could possibly want is literally 100 yards from my office. And and I go there and there's a group of guys that, that I've gotten to know pretty well over the years and training there, and they're like, oh, two days in a row. Oh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm that guy now. But I but I really struggled with it. But what I'm learning and, and realizing is my why was not strong enough. My why to go work out is like, do I want to look good? Yeah. Heck yeah, that's a drive for me to go to the gym. But like, if I don't look great. Like, it's not that big of a deal. There's no consequence. Now, I'm seeing that that's actually playing a role in my efficiency and productivity and relationships. Like, right. my wife and I, and, and, and again, this is transparent, raw. My wife and I have probably argued more in the last three and a half years since I retired for a multitude of reasons. And, and there's life situations that come up. But what I've learned is that I'm really irritable and crappy to be around mm. if I don't have that physical exhaustion at some point yeah, right yeah. like and, and there was a point when when i was still playing like and it's usually that first month after the season right when you're like i'm going to take some time off like where my wife would be like go to the gym like i don't know, i can't be around you right now cuz you, like, you you had to get that for real you. like yeah. we we would get in a fight and i'd be so stubborn and hard headed i go to the gym and like by the end of my workout i'm like Okay, I'm actually seeing this from a different perspective now. <laughs> like maybe I was being a jackass. That air
2: bike, it's <laughs> yeah. worn out. That's what it is. Working it will, out is full it clarity will man. break you. Yes. But
1: but what I what I'm seeing is my it it comes back to my why, because I didn't want what was on the other side of it right. bad enough to go through the waking up early in the morning, and I blame it. Okay, it's low testosterone, or I'm this, yep. and I have all these excuses that I'm listening to that voice in my head. As to why I shouldn't do it, why I shouldn't get up. Well, I worked late last night, so I shouldn't get up. Yeah, you make yeah. But then it's like, okay, so then I sleep until six o'clock, then I go to the go to the work, no gym, and then I'm frustrated because like I feel rushed and I didn't get everything done that I wanted to get. And that's a real deal. So to circle back, my empathy for everybody struggling, this is a real thing. And I thought I was immune to it, but it's a real thing, that voice. Like, I just don't feel like it is a real Problem that people have to consciously overcome, and 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 I want to I want to. There's a book that I read. It's called Unbreakable by Tom Shea. He's a, a former SEAL, and he does these extreme races, right? Where they're running 150 miles, they're kayaking 50 miles, and they're riding a bike like a thousand miles. These crazy races, <clears throat> and he talks about. He talks about this thing called internal dialogue, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's the voice in your head. Yeah, and it really, it, what it is 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 your the voice in your head is your weakness. That's all it is. It's telling you why you can't do it. Some may say, okay, hey, it's it's you know the devil telling you you can't, trying to you know, and, and from a from a le- religious standpoint or our faith based standpoint is you know he's trying to contradict the the power that God gives you and right. all these things, right? Trying to make you weak. Well, it's it's real. But here's the deal is we control it. We, we control what we tell ourselves every day. When we put our foot on the ground, when we get out of bed, we control everything that goes on in our head. And it's just something that you have to train. A simple exercise, a very simple exercise is what you do is you say, okay, I'm going to do 10 push-ups every day when I get out of bed in the morning and 10 push-ups before I go to bed. Every night, night right? okay? And so you do that. You do that for a week, and then you go to 20 push-ups. And then you do that for another week, and you do 30 push-ups before right when you get out of bed. And it's not about the physical aspect of it. But the exercise is this, is what you do is you focus on what that voice is actually saying to you, why I should not do those 10 pushups and take a note of it. Literally have a notebook by your bed and say, what is my voice telling me why I can't get out of bed to do these 10 push push-ups?" It takes a grand total of 15 seconds to get down on the mm-hmm. ground and do 10 push push-ups. And then at night, why you can't, why you're too busy, why you're this, all these excuses, why not? And listen to that and until you can control that. And the whole point is, is if you stop and you miss one of those, then you have to start all the way over again until you can actually finish this. And I've never made it through it. I've gotten to 20. I've gotten halfway through my second week. And then... Something told me I shouldn't do it, couldn't do it. But there's nowhere that you can't do 10 push-ups or 20 push-ups. And it's one of those things that, like, he really talks about this internal voice and being able to drive you. And that's how he does these races, right? Like, think about these distance runners and all that. It's like your body's at exhaustion. Well, your mind is weaker than your body. Yes, Your body can go so much further than your mind can. But that voice that says, I just don't feel like it today. Why? Why are you going to let your voice control You achieving the goals that you want to. And it comes back. I think ultimately it circles back. Your why has to be strong enough to really change that voice that's in your head that says, no, I'm going to do it anyways. Even if it's uncomfortable for a second, I'm going to do it. You know, Jimmy Johnson
0: used to have this feeling. He's always – we're talking about – by the way, we are talking about the topic of I don't feel like it and having those moments in your life where you just don't feel like doing whatever the task is at hand. I remember Jimmy Johnson. The coach of the Dallas Cowboys when I first got here in 1992, he'd always say, "The your weakness." He made it like a, it was every day. He said, "Your the weaknesses in the brain is in the mind." He says, "The body mm-hmm. will do what what the mind tells it totally to do." Agree. If you can control the mind, you anything is possible through the. And, and it, he basically was our like psychologist, man. He we don't have mm-hmm. these conversations with it, but it was so true. So Ben. What is yours, man? What is it that uh, yep. how do you overcome
2: I don't feel like it? Yeah, to that point before you before I get to that, what Jimmy was talking about, that's why I like to put physical challenges for myself out there every now and then because I know that when things get bad and when I get tired and I don't feel like going anymore, but I do it anyway it's just another another check mark yep. next to, to that feeling of I don't feel like it anymore. Mm. So for me, I hate being bad at something. Absolutely hate it. But where's that step? What's that stem th- from? That's what I'm talking. So as a kid, how I would react to that was I would just quit if I did. If it was, something wasn't going my way, if you know I wasn't getting the playing time I wanted or whatever, I would emotionally react and I would just quit. Now, and, and I don't even remember exactly what point this changed for me, but for me now it's turned into I become obsessed with getting better at whatever it is that I'm trying to get better. It's 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 almost a, if I spoke to a psychologist, they'd probably say I'm sick in the head. But I really you do are. I you don't am, have to speak yeah. to a psychologist. <laughs> <slower than that. laughs> but seriously, it is is become a sick obsession now because I'm running for so I've been running for so long from the kid that would react by quitting that I'm trying to compensate for that now in my older age and just get away from that mindset and, and get obsessed with getting better at something. I don't. Some people are just born with it, I think. I am a perfect example of somebody that had to learn this. This was not easy. Mm-hmm. This is years of constantly telling myself, I don't feel like it. I'm going to do it anyway. And I think the way that it started changing was by who I surrounded myself with. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I surrounded myself with in my professional career, just by chance of the job I had, were very successful You know, business owners, doctors, things like that. So I was around people daily at my previous um career that had had exactly what I wanted. And so for me to sit there and see these people, it just rubs off on you, right? Eventually that, it carries over to everything you do because you just see it every single day and you're just exposed to it so much and mm-hmm. you know what, what you're shooting for because you see a tangible example of it every single day. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's taking it from, you know, I can't stand not being good at something, taking it from quitting to now I become so obsessed with it until, I'm at, until I get co- close to mastering Whatever that task is, and I'm not a finished product by any means. It's still something I work on. You know, on.
0: it's crazy, but you, you uh, of anyone I know now, I mean, you are an extremist. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am, all the way. Like you, you've made this transition from, and I remember you telling the story to me one time, and I actually saw the picture of Ben when he was a kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: we'll post yeah, it was that, 18 was that donuts? Was that your in his your uh,
1: your eighth grade ID yeah. card? Is that what yeah. that was? We'll put
2: that up on our Instagram one of these days. Wow! But <laughs> now I, you know why I'm so obsessed. <laughs> but I, I mean, it goes. Does it go back to some fear of going back to uh, 100? percent Because that kid was scared. He was a coward. Again, he qu- I, I quit whenever things got hard, and I, and I was I, I just got to a point where I was sick of that. I was sick of living that way. So I, <laughs> I might have dialed up the notch a little too far the other way, it but I would, I would much rather be obsessed on the way I am now and, than, than I was back then. Hey, you,
1: go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah I, wanna, I like this, this idea of fear, because I think, I think that's a, that's a big driver. It, it drives us good or bad, right? Like, yeah. that really is, is a good deal uh, to, to really listen to that voice. But here's, here's something, and this is, this is something that's going to probably go a little bit deeper, than than what we're talking about right now but but i'd like to go there is like you quit or you don't do these things because you don't feel like it but like why why do you not feel like it my fear and this is me personally i'm not going to speak for everyone at the table but my fear is that if i if i fail or if i put myself out there if i do these things then my fear is that i'm going to get exposed Right. I'm going to get exposed for the people that I or the person that I know that I are. Yes. Not not what everyone thinks that I am or the the image that I put out there or, you know, what the public perception is like that, like, holy smokes, like all these people like that. I'm like going out and trying to do this and I fail. They're going to actually figure out who I really 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 are. Yeah, that is deep, man.
0: That's really deep, but I, and that, that plays across the board, and we don't you know, we're, we come from the athletic, professional world of sports and, and you see guys play at a high level, and then you see some guys play at an average level or whatnot. Even guys that are really talented, they still play at this, this average level. And it's regular people. But I'll say this, man. I, I think one of the things that if you want to really talk to successful people, like people that, however you want to measure it, success. But those who we feel, those who I feel have had successful lives and they have touched people and done, done tremendous things and accomplishments, there's one thing about them. They don't give a damn. Mm. They don't care what you think. They don't care what I think or anyone else, and half the time they don't even give a damn what they what they own. What they feel, you know, outside coming in, they just want to get done what they need to get done. And the great ones do it. I don't know how many times I've heard stories about Michael Jordan, like mm. people did not like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Personally, you know the you know everyone loved Mike outside. I didn't know him, but those that were close to him, they'll tell you stories and go, "This dude was an asshole, mm-hmm. a complete asshole," but and he didn't care. And and I, I know it's still fresh in our mind. But how many times did you hear this about Kobe? Right. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing. This Mamba mentality. Yeah, but when he was playing, people couldn't stand him until they saw the finished product, and that's yes. what that's what I admired so much about Kobe Bryant is that he had a swagger and a confidence that we all could look at and say, "Damn, that's what I want." Mm. That that that's a part of me that I I want to steal from him. And there's so I'm not the only one, I'm sure. There's so many people we admire those who who are
1: willing to go through the fire. Yeah. He's a guy that that I've I've heard stories from people that know him personally and I I never had the the opportunity to meet him, but that would okay, hey, we're going to go meet in Vegas for the weekend. Well, he's in Vegas at 4 a.m. taking 500 shots before he yes. gets his gets his dates. Talk about a guy that overcomes the I don't feel like it mentality that just pushes himself and I, if either get on the train or get out of the way. Like, I don't care. If I'm going to be great, and yep. you you come along with me. But that's what to your point. That's what it takes. You can't. And this this is something that I struggle with. I struggle with getting the affection, appreciation, yes, I'm the acknowledgement yep. of other people. Right? Yep. Like to make sure. Oh, I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to like me. I, I wonder how much of my life. Has not been productive enough because I've been worried about uh, what everybody else what thinks. everyone thinks, yeah. and I don't want to rub them the wrong way. And you know, it'll all come around, and all these things, and that's and that's a real issue that I have, and 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 that's something that my wife and I even just get it because she's not as much of a people pleaser. She loves helping people, <laughs> she like but she wife. says it like it is. Yes, whereas me, like I'm so like, I'm, oh uh, my god, and yeah. you know what? I, I played with one of the guys, Deion
0: Sanders, yeah, who we're gonna get on this show at some point, but. Through his whole life, he's been a guy that everyone says he's arrogant and he's cocky and he's this and that. And they have all these things they say about Prime, Dion, all these, you know, over the years. But when you really peel that onion back and you're around Dion, what's so admirable about him is that he just doesn't care Mm -hmm. how people feel about him. And he has this thing about him that says, I'm going to change the world type of attitude. And whether that be in mentoring kids or being involved with the church, he does so many positive things, and everyone wants to take a shot at him. But he more than anyone that I've ever met, he has overcome the I don't I don't feel like it attitude. Yeah. I don't feel like it. You know what? He, to him, he's just like, So I'm going to go through this. I have enough. Power and m- enough uh, gall and mindset to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's an extremist in that way, and he's a lot like you, been the same way.
1: Let me ask this. What is your guys' opinion of why people give in to the voice other than fear? Why do you think people give in to this voice so often? And, and comfort.
2: I think culture wa- culture wise, yes. Comfort. Culture-wise. Yes, comfort. It is much easier to stay in bed than it is to get out of bed mm-hmm. on a Tuesday morning when it's raining and it's cold outside. Yeah. Uh-huh comfort it, it, we're designed as human beings to be comfortable it, it's part of survival it's part of your instinct to survive is doing the path of least resistance so that I can keep living mm. right so comfort is one hundred percent the the reason in my opinion mm-hmm. um, so what's okay
1: so what's more what what's more powerful comfort or regret hmm that's yeah. You know strong. what's a, what's a bigger driver? Like I think I, I agree with you, right? Like there's so often in the morning I'm like, damn, I, I like no. this. I was working till eleven o'clock last night. But here's the thing: is like I look back and I'm like, damn, if I'd have, like started that like regimen or diet six months ago, yeah. like I just wasted six months.
0: The, the, no, okay, but I, I guarantee you that I, if you had to weigh the two, comfort is so much more stronger than regret, mm. because if if. Honestly, if they were even close, people would achieve so much more just through the power of regretting. Because yeah. I regret so much mm-hmm. of I, I didn't do this because of such and such or whatnot. Then I'll think about it and I'll harp on it for a while. But when when I get past the comfort part, like getting up early at four fifteen, and I've gotten past the comfort part, mm-hmm. and I've gone out there, man, there's the the joy. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Now now that I've I've, I've gotten past that. I've gotten past the comfort part. I'm in it and doing whatever I'm doing. I've achieved that. What's the term that you always use, Ben? What is it that you say about you? You finally achieve what it is. You don't remember right now. There goes your wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah, but there's so much more. There's so much joy in the fact of of, of actually getting done what you needed yeah. to get done. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing the, the we we oftentimes let the way that we're feeling in this current moment overshadow. Whatever it is, the goal that we're trying to achieve, the, the, and like we were talking about earlier, that goal needs to be so big that it can overcome that that current feeling. Whatever your current mind state is, that that goal you're trying to achieve can overcome that. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Ross Edgley? Yes. Yeah. So, the swim, the guy, so yeah. Ross yeah. got swam. Yeah. 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 So Ross Edgley, if, if you don't know who he is, he's he's all over social media. So on a bet in a bar, he swam. Decided he was going to swim literally around Great Britain, 157 days around Great Britain. And you look this guy up, a white dude, he's a white yeah, dude for sure. And their
1: brother going to uh,
2: get in the water. No, never. brother get in the water.
0: Hey, water.
1: hey no chance of are going heads with sharks <laughs> or fish,
2: nope. or squid, no nope. nope. nothing. But, but here's the deal about this guy: <laughs> for 157 days, he would swim for six hours. He would get back on the boat for six hours, rest, sleep, whatever he had to do. For six months, he did not touch land. He repeated that same cycle, six hours swimming, six hours in the boat, 40-mile-an-hour winds, big swells. There was one part he talks about. He said he gets stung by jellyfish all the time. Well, at one point he said he'd been swimming for three hours and this jellyfish sting. He still felt it. He's like, man, this must just be a really big jellyfish. I, I don't know why. So he comes, he pops up for air. He yells at the guy on the boat. He said, "Man, I, I got bit by a jellyfish and it, it just won't go away. The pain won't go away." And the guy said, "Dude, the jellyfish is still in your face." <laughs> <laughs> this guy had swam for three hours with a jellyfish stuck in his goggles. He he talks about how he would wake up sometimes during his recovery, and piece, pieces of his tongue would be on the pillow because of all the salt water just disintegrating his mm. tongue. And so the 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 quote he in the in the podcast that I was listening to the quote he says is the ocean doesn't care if I feel like swimming. Mm. His reason for swimming and doing this. Whatever it was, personal achievement, whatever, was so great that he was willing to sacrifice his tongue, his face, his comfort. Possibly his life. Possibly his life life, because he wanted to accomplish this goal. He wasn't letting anything stop him. He wasn't letting how he currently felt. I mean, just think about that mindset. After six hours of swimming the first time. He does it for 157 days. Keep in mind, but think about the mindset. You just swam for six hours. You get a six-hour break, and you got to jump back into that no water way. and do it all over again no. every single day for 157. Shifts. I mean, talk about a plenty of time for that inner voice in your
1: head to tell you, "Hey, you just Not shut this today. down. Yeah, shut it down. Let's go in. And, yeah. and, you can't do and, it. Just flatly so, right? Yeah, every
2: single." Physically, that that shouldn't be possible to swim for six straight hours for 150. And if you look days. this guy up, he's not built
1: like Michael Phelps. Like, dude is no. stacked. Like he's thick. Like he is. Like he is jacked. And for he's not built like a swimmer. Generally, those body types sink more than they float, right? And so he was able to push through this. I mean, like I mean, he would eat in the water. They'd toss him a banana in the ocean. And he's, he's literally just eating, a banana, eating he a banana while he's swimming. It's Salt crazy. water. Just too, so man. that he can make sure that he stays on schedule and they've mapped this whole thing out. I mean, we're talking, okay, look at, and they did it, I believe, summer and fall. As he went around yep. as he went around Great Britain. And um, I mean, you look how far north up above Scotland he's gotta go. And he's talking about swimming through whirlpools, like around these mm-hmm. massive whirlpools outside of Scotland that like it's just like I mean, I didn't even know whirlpools were real. I thought that when I was a kid my parents made those up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Think about <laughs> it, right? Like, minute, as you're man, a kid, on, we're gonna man, like, tangent, tangent here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when have you ever seen a real whirlpool in life?
2: in real life
1: never washer and dryer is called a whirlpool, like yeah, a whirlpool right i thought literally as a kid like as a, as a kid quicksand and whirlpool were the two scariest oh, things to me right
2: I mean, These kids these days they don't they don't have a real fear but why man <laughs> but, but yeah, we're not saying you got to swim around great Britain to develop this this right. ability to overcome that no voice. but we're talking but, about
0: you know but just think about the people like every day don't want to get up and go to work i mean not even working out i'm just talking get up going to work coming home from work and playing with your kids mm-hmm. i mean the the smallest things that i just don't feel like it and, and and those are things that everyone deals with i mean everyone there's i don't feel like it doesn't just you know pick and choose who who, who it yeah. deals with it's everyone and mm-hmm. and and for me it's like how do we overcome that and what can we do to provide those who are listening some you know, some tangibles or something to take away from yeah. it. And I, I, yeah. I, go I
2: love what Tyler said earlier. I think it start, can start small, getting small wins. So the 10 push-ups you were yeah. talking about, that's a great strategy. Get a milestone. Right. That's yeah. a great strategy. There's a, a guy, former SEAL commander, who did the speech at UT. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Yeah, General McCraven, um, And he talks about making your bed first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So that when you come home from a long day, at the very least – you, you had, had one win. You started your day with a win, at the very least. So I don't think it has to be anything crazy extreme. Like I'm going to work out six days a week from zero. I think it just starts with one day. Yeah. I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to go work out and and feel good about that that win that you had, mm-hmm. and that eventually stacks on top. And, and you look up in six months and all of a sudden you're off and running. Right, and
1: I I I agree, and and. Th- I think I think we keep relating it to fitness, right? Because that's that's a hot topic, right? Like as a country, like we're out of shape, right? right? Like just as as a whole, right? And that's and that's good for someone that like fitness, like okay, I can do that. But like, what about what about that person that's a hundred pounds overweight, right? And has a food addiction or has a substance addiction? Like, what are the what are the things? Or or you know what? Let's not even do that because that's like a health thing, right? Like that'll drive you. What about just a person that's okay, right? Like they're average, like they've got a job, but they just struggle. They've got goals, but they're just like, ah, I, I don't, I'm not going to take the path to get there. So, what are those tangible goals? And I think to the point that you were just saying, like celebrate all wins. It was in college, our special teams. One of our mantras was like, we celebrate all wins. Mm-hmm. Like if if you held them inside the twenty, celebrate it. Right, do it. Like all these little things, but also. You've got to somewhat have a plan, right? You can't like aimlessly wander yeah, true. to your goal, and so that you can say, "Okay, look, hey, if my goal for me, so my goal, and I'm, I'm speaking personally, my goal is to earn enough on an annual basis that I make twice what my last season in the NFL was. That mm. that's it. Like that's that's what I want, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's my goal. Well, how do I get there? Because Literally for the last three years, I've been working my ass off. Like, I work – I mean, I'm really, from a work perspective – I know I've been struggling on the fitness side, but from a work perspective, I've been working my ass off to grow in this industry and make that transition and do all this. But, like, I feel like I'm running in place sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's just – football was like, okay, put my head down and work, 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 work. But if I don't have an actual plan, it doesn't – I'm not going to move forward. And so I think to your point, celebrate all wins, but mark those down and have those to look at so that it's like, okay, hey, I need to, all right, here, I need to make X this year, okay? I need to make 2X next year, and I need to make 3X next year, and then go until I reach my goal, and then celebrate those along the way. Because if you just say, okay, hey, either I'm going to make a million dollars a year or... I fail then it's like you're going to get halfway into it and you're going to quit That yeah. voice like you're not going to make it you you're know not what? going to make no,
0: it man, I, it, I think it goes back to and it doesn't matter what it is that you want to achieve It doesn't matter if, it, if it's you know the workplace if it's you know fitness or whatever it is ultimately in the end it's it goes against things that we always teach our kids but you have to be selfish you you really do you really like, you know, the guy swimming in, <laughs> in the ocean. I mean, that's. Would that's you a, ever do that? By no, the way? absolutely. Have you not. ever swam in the ocean? Uh, <laughs> put my toe in, but it took hey, it hey, right hey, back out the, right hey, 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 The beach in
1: Cabo. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly
0: where I was. But I'm serious, man. There's got to be something like you got to be so hyper focused that it has to be a selfish part of you that says, "Hey, for these." For this next hour and a half, this is my time. Mm-hmm. This is my time, and this is my goal. Because what happens to us? There's always okay. I set my mind to doing this, and then here comes the distractions, and here mm-hmm. they come, and they keep layer layer after layer of distractions, excuses, and hey, we, excuse, excuse, excuse. I mean, ultimately, you honestly, I mean, you have to sit back and say, this is going to be Ben Ben's time. Mm-hmm. And for the next two hours, for me to accomplish what I need to accomplish, here it is. It's on me. Mm -hmm. Or have – like what I do is I have an accountability partner who's sitting across from me now who's going to hold me to the fire, man. But, I mean, we can't do this on our own. How Mm -hmm. How many things have you ever really accomplished on your own? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Right? I mean, absolutely it takes not. it takes people to encourage you. You're gonna fall. You're gonna have to have a wife that says, Take "Hey, that baby. back have Quit on my own. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I've Quit on no my own as well. But yeah, you no know, doubt. in order to achieve anything that we do in life, if you're trying to do it by yourself, even the guy that was swimming, he had a boat that was right next mm-hmm. to him, yep. where people mm-hmm. were encouraging yep. him and getting him going. You have to have someone pushing you
1: along the way. Okay. Right. So let me let me let me here's a here's a uh, challenge. To what we just talked about, right? So we're saying be selfish, but then also have accountability from other people. Yes. So, so what is that? What is selfish? When you say selfish, do you mean at the expense of someone, or do you mean sacrifice by someone? I'm, I'm saying at the at the expense of those that. How many? I,
0: I, I can say it to you, I have so many distractions. I have so many pull people pulling me. Every it, single day, and I'm, I'm sure we all he, do.
1: Hey, for anybody but, that knows him, like that is an understatement how he's yeah, saying it right now.
0: But there is like you're going to have through these through this process, people pulling at you. But if it's your ultimate goal to stop smoking, if it's your goal to stop smoking, you either have someone that's going to hold you to the fire. And 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 you block out that time of not being around those people that are smoking with you. I mean, they always say if you if you're smoking, you your boy is coming over to the house and he's a smoker too. Guess what? Mm. You're trying to quit, and he's. But that's what I'm saying. There's so many outside distractions, so you have to be. It's almost like a game plan. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to get out of my life, and this is the focus. This is I am hyper focused on getting done what I need to get done. Period. Because if not, man, you're gonna have all these distractions and people pulling you from yep. you know, from different from, from different angles.
2: Yeah, you gotta surround yourself with people that have what you want, in yeah. my opinion. The, you two guys are great examples. You guys have accomplished so much and so just being around you two makes me wanna be better and keeps me from listening to that voice if I don't feel like it. Because you guys draw me up and, and, and whoever it is that you that you surround yourself with, if they have what you want and what you're going for. The chances that you're going to overcome that voice more often than you're not are pretty good.
0: So stop, being a, so stop being a pussy, then. That's what you're trying to say, huh? Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> hey, Ron, not so, not so tough at 4:30 in the morning, are you? <laughs> I'm not, man. I'm the biggest
1: coward. Oh, I'm man, you. hey, that deep crosser. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, listen, we uh, we're gonna end the show right here with uh, I I don't feel like it, and and listen, we want reviews. We want people to to hit us back and let us know exactly. The topic and, and give us some, some words of wisdom, some advice on how you've accomplished and gotten over the I don't feel like it bug. So, uh, again, uh, speaking for Tyler Klutz and Ben Gibbs, the Darren Woodson Show, and we will see you again soon.